What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Friday NFL. Antonio, today we're going to recap week five. We have a football game between the Patriots and the Giants, and then we'll preview week six for you guys. So, Abdullah, how's it going? Doing pretty well, Lorenzo. How about yourself? I'm doing great, Abdullah. So, now let's start off with your week five recap and tell me what your overall thoughts were in week five. Let's start off with the Patriots and Redskins game. So, what were your thoughts on that game? I mean, I wasn't surprised. Obviously, the Patriots won. Um, the Redskins aren't a really good football team. Um, obviously, they started Colt McCoy. So, um, I guess some people would have thought maybe they would have went with Dwayne Haskins. But I'm not surprised. Um, personally, um, I think that they're actually handling the situation the right way. The fact that they're not playing Dwayne Haskins. Um only because their offensive line isn't really that good right now. And just throwing him into the fire like that right now, I think isn't good for his development. Um, and obviously, um, Jay Gruden recently just got relieved of his coaching duties. So, and I think Bill Callahan, who's their, he's either their offensive line coach or offensive core. I think he's their offensive line coach. He's taking over as the interim head coach right now. Now, he has head coaching experience, so that's a plus. But either way, the Redskins aren't going to do much this season. So, um, yeah, obviously, yeah, the, the game went exactly how I expected it to with the Patriots winning. Absolutely. And then let's talk about the uh, New York Jets game against the Philadelphia Eagles. So, that that was another blowout for the Jets and the Jets are still desperate to look for their first win, which we'll get to in just a minute. But right now this Jets schedule still looks brutal. Yeah. I mean, we played Dallas this week and then we played New England the following week. So yeah, it's going to be tough, but um, honestly, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to a couple of friends about this and yeah, obviously from a talent standpoint, it was a mismatch against the Eagles but there's still no excuse in terms of my, – my problem is really with, with the way Adam Gase is calling games. Like, I understand you have a third-string quarterback in there, but you can't – like, I remember reading a report that apparently, like, during the week to prepare for the Eagles game, Sam Donald was the one that took all the first-team reps, or at least most of the first-team reps, and he didn't, he, he didn't start. Like – to me, that's very bad preparation from, from the head coach because you give the guy that's going to start the game all the first team reps. I understand that you want to work Sam Donald back and all that, but if Luke Falk's going to be the starter for the week, you need him taking the first team reps with, in practice. Um, now, you can argue that maybe that was the reason why he didn't play too well because you know his, his, the timing was off with the receivers or what have you. But either way, like that, that's still bad coaching in my opinion and his play calling in the game was really bad too way way too conservative for my taste and I, I just feel like if you're going to beat a good team you got to be aggressive and he hasn't done that so far he, he had the same problem against the Patriots I don't know I, I feel like in order for the Jets to win I mean Sam Donald coming back this week is going to help maybe the play calling changes a little bit but even even the week one game against the Bills when Sam Donald was, was the quarterback, the play calling wasn't that aggressive. So I guess we'll see. Um, maybe something changes, but 
something definitely has to change as far as play calling concerned if the Jets want to win. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. So now give me your take on the uh, on the Sunday and Monday night football games from last week as well. So it was interesting. I'm I'll be honest, I'll be surprised that the Colts won. But the Colts are an interesting team. They have a lot of good players. But either way, it was a very impressive win considering the fact that Darius Leonard didn't play and Malik Hooker didn't play. I think another one of their star players was injured as well. I can't remember off the top of my head. But either way, like having your best player on defense not play and still winning was very impressive. I guess the biggest takeaway I have from the game is the fact that the Chiefs' run defense is just absolutely atrocious. Like, they – like, basically, in a nutshell, what the Colts did, at least in my opinion, watching the game, they took a page out of New England's playbook, and they played the Colts very – or they played the Chiefs very similar to how the Patriots played them in the playoff game last year in Arrowhead in in the AFC Championship game. And it worked. It was really smart. Run the football. The strength of your team is your offensive line. The Chiefs can't block your guys, so run the football, control the clock, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, and it worked. Um, obviously, Mahomes got hurt during the game. He was dealing with an ankle injury, but either way, I mean, if what that probably shows is that Patrick Mahomes masks a lot of the Chiefs' weaknesses when it comes to their offensive line, so it's going to be interesting how they do this week when they play against the Texans who have a pretty good front seven as well. So should be should be an exciting game. Uh yeah, absolutely. So so with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh now let's start let's do a recap of Thursday night football from last week. From from last night, the New England Patriots beating the New York Giants 35 to 14. Looked like a competitive game in the first half, but in the second half, it was all Patriots. Yeah, I mean, it just shows you how good the Patriots' defense is this year. I mean, they just kept making plays, causing turnovers. Daniel Jones made some some rookie mistakes, obviously, but yeah, the game the game was competitive. Um, it's just eventually the Patriots got out in front. Um, but the Giants' defense played very well. Um, I, I'll be honest, I did not expect the Giants' defense to play that well, but they, they did a good job. I guess going forward for the Patriots, they have some question marks as far as their offensive line is concerned because the Giants don't really have any good pass rushers, but they were able to get pressure. So that's something that the Patriots are going to have to look to clean up going forward. But uh, overall, you know, win is a win. Um, so they won. They won the game. They took advantage of playing against a bad team at home, and they took care of business, which is what the Patriots do. So, good win for them. That was a great win for the Patriots, that's for sure. So, now with that being said, uh, let's do a preview of your of your game on Sunday, and with and plus our Week Six picks, and we'll pick which one will be the lock of the week and which one will be the upset of the week. So, let's start off with the Cowboys and the Jets. So, let's talk about that game. So. The Cowboys are coming into this game 3-2, and two, a tough loss last week to the Packers, and then the Jets this week are coming in with Sam Darnold being back. Does, do you think that the Jets could have a chance to keep up with this Cowboys team? You know what's weird? I actually think, maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but I think this game is going to be pretty competitive. 
considering the fact that I think ultimately the Cowboys are going to win just because they've lost two games in a row. I think, and I think they have, they play the Eagles the following week. So that's one of those where it's like, in order to keep pacing that division, this is a big game for them to win. But um, you don't have Tyron Smith. He's probably not going to play. Um, I think he's still going to be out with the ankle injury. Now, the problem is with the Jets, they can't really take advantage of that because they don't really have a good edge rusher. But either way, we saw last week when the Cowboys and Packers played that Tyron Smith not being in the lineup really, really affected Dak Prescott. So the Jets, if they're going to look to win the game, they should try to take advantage of that um, that missing piece for the Cowboys. But, yeah, I think I think Sam Donald coming back is going to – help the Jets, you know, they're, they're going to inspire the team a little bit. Um, I'm sure they're going to be a little bit motivated being back at home, but um, we'll see. I mean, I just think I, the game will be much better than some of the previous games the Jets have played. So I'm, I'm excited about it. That's I'm going to say the Cowboys win by 14 points. I say they win, but it's probably going to be by like a touchdown. I think the game's going to be a little bit closer. But I, I agree that the Cowboys are probably going to win. All right. Now let's start off with our – now that we got that pick out of the way, let's go back to the top right here and talk about this, the game in London. The Carolina Panthers taking on the Tampa Bay Bucks. Kyle Allen has looked like a star since Cam Newton's being hurt. But there could be some quarterback controversy in Carolina. Could you even see that? I mean, it's interesting because the thing is – Kyle Cam Newton is obviously the better player. He's like the better athlete. But the reason why the Panthers are winning games with Kyle Allen is because the Panthers do have good players, not just on offense, but on defense, like overall in their team, they have good players. What Kyle Allen is doing a good job of is he's playing within the offense. He's not trying to be a hero. He's just making accurate throws. He's taking advantage of the players he has around him, like Christian McCaffrey, and they're doing, and and that's why they're winning games. I feel like some of the games that the Panthers lost early on in the season, they lost because they had some big turnover on offense or some interception that Cam Newton throw uh, through. So it's like now they're, they're not making those plays, or those plays aren't happening, which is why they're winning because they're not turning the football over. Yeah, I, 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 I think. I think I think to win who I think is going to win this game. I'm going to say Tampa Bay with the win. I actually think that the um, the Panthers are going to win. You never know with London games because you're playing on a neutral site. But I kind of think that the the Panthers are going to win. You think so? Is it because you think that Kyle Allen's the better quarterback than Jameis Winston? That and also, I just like the way that McCaffrey's playing right now, and I like the Panthers' defense. Yeah, I, I, you don't bet against run CMC. Yeah, for sure. And now let's talk. And then now let's talk about the teams that are looking to end up with their first win of the season. But it would be funny to think if those teams would end up ending the game in a tie between the Washington Redskins and the Miami Dolphins. So the thing is, I would have started Dwayne Haskins over Case Keenum in this game because you got to, you got to admit that 
um, you got to admit this. Uh, you have to admit that Washington ha- has a bad offensive line, but the Dolphins are just basically tanking for Tua Tagalovova. But with that being said, who do you think is going to end up with their first win, the Washington Redskins or the Miami Dolphins? You know, it's interesting. This game can kind of go either way. Um, but I feel like if this is an opportune time – you know, actually – I think the Redskins win the game, and I'll tell you why. Usually, for some reason, whenever there's a coaching change in the NFL, the following week the team plays better. They play more inspired football. I think that that coaching change is going to motivate the Redskins a little bit, and they're going to show out, if you will. So I think that they might beat the Dolphins. Um, Now, the Dolphins are playing at home, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's a close game, which I think it will be. But, yeah, I think the Redskins are going to win just because, like I mentioned, for some reason, like whenever coaching changes happen, the team, like, it just motivates the team somehow. And now I, I'm going to say the Redskins will win this game because here's the thing. Miami's tanking for Tua. The Redskins, they don't want to tank for Tua. They want to still end up with that number two pick, but their biggest need is heading into the draft, in the 2020 draft, is they need a another edge rusher or – they could use that second overall pick if they keep it on an offensive lineman to build around Dwayne Haskins. And I could see Dwayne Haskins starting at some point this year. Yeah, I mean, I guess eventually at some point they might give him a shot to play. But I I personally would keep him on the bench just because you don't want you don't want a Josh Rosen situation where it's like, okay, yeah, I understand that like there, a lot of young quarterbacks have had success, um, even as rookies um, playing in the NFL. But a lot of it has had a lot of it has had to do with the fact that they've had a good supporting cast around them. The Redskins don't really have that right now. I mean, even if you look on their if you look at their offense right now, I mean, really outside of Terry McLaurin and maybe Vernon Davis, like who else do they really have on? And Chris Thompson's a pretty solid like receiving back. Who else do they really have on offense? You know. So I wouldn't – to me, I wouldn't throw Dwayne Haskins into the fire like that. I would wait until next year, let him get a better understanding of the offense. Also, there's a pretty good chance that the offense may change next year. So he's going to have to learn uh, perhaps an entire new offense. So I would I say let him – That offense very well. Dwayne Haskins will. Yeah, oh no, I think he'll be fine. I'm just saying that's just an extra thing he's gonna have to like have to prepare for. Um, because it's interesting. One of the things I was, I think, before he got drafted, I was looking like at a video of Dwayne Haskins during the pre-draft process, and he did a really good job of like breaking down defenses and like being able to like decipher different coverages and stuff. So that was that was one of the the positives about him coming out of the draft. But yeah, I would say for now. Don't throw them into the fire and just play out the season the way it is right now. It's not like they're going to go anywhere. So it doesn't make – you don't want to do anything that's going to stunt his development. Absolutely. So now let's talk about this game, a rematch of the 2017 NFC title game. But obviously the cast of characters has changed. Last time these teams met was last year in the regular season. And this year these teams – are looking to potentially uh, potentially meet again in the NFC title game, but that's false. But 
Carson Wentz versus Kirk Cousins. I think that's going to be a very intriguing matchup, but I think it's going to come down to which defense has the edge between Phillies and the Vikings. But the Eagles, however, have a good defensive line, but their only concern is their secondary. But the Vikings, they're a good all-around defense. I'm going to say the Philadelphia Eagles win this game. What about you? I like the Eagles on the road as well. Um, Even though the Vikings play much better at home than they do on the road, I just like the Eagles because I don't trust Kirk Cousins in big games. So I'm going to go with the – I'm going to go with the Eagles for sure. I think they're going to win. Yeah, but it's going to be a close game, but not a blowout. Yeah, I think it'll be competitive because the Vikings do have good players. I just think the Eagles win on the road. I like them to have the better team, better roster, so I think they win. And now let's talk about this game right here. I wish this game was a 425 p.m. Eastern time game over the Cowboys-Jets game because I think that would have been a better matchup, in my opinion, because the, the Jets are winless, I'll tell you that. The whole world wants to see... Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes go up against each other at 425 p.m. Eastern time, which I think that would have been a better matchup than that Cowboys-Jets game. So, with that being said, I'm going to say I like Bill O'Brien. I like Deshaun Watson. I would like to say Houston, but I'm going to say Kansas City comes back with a win, even though Patrick Mahomes is playing through a a bad ankle. But I think Patrick Mahomes is fine, and he's going to tough it out. Oh, you know, I, I agree that, to me, that's this is the matchup that I'm probably most looking forward to this weekend, seeing um, the Texans and the Chiefs, because obviously you have Deshaun Watson versus Patrick Mahomes. It'll be interesting to see how Patrick Mahomes, his ankle is going to hold up. But, um, yeah, I guess to, to your earlier point about, like, the Cowboys game being the 425 game, it's the Cowboys, so they, they they're going to generate more ratings anyway. As as just because they they have the larger fan base, um, so that's why they they gave them the four twenty five. Um, was it because of slot. the New York media or something? I mean that that has something to do with it as well. Probably New York's also a big market. So and even though the Jets are bad, people still watch Jets games. So you couple that with the fact that the Cowboys generate the most ratings and are the more most popular team in the league. You want to give like. The, that time slot to the game that's going to generate the most ratings. So it makes sense. Um, but yeah, either way, you know, I'm interested. I think it's going to be a high scoring game, the Chiefs Texans game. Um, it's really going to come down to which quarterback gets the ball last. And I think the Chiefs are going to squeak out a win. Um, they're probably going to win on like a last second uh, field goal by Harrison Butker. So I think it's going to be a really exciting game. Yeah, absolutely. So I so that's gonna be a very that's gonna be a really good game. But I wish that game was more of a four twenty five Eastern time game because nobody wants to see the Jets play right now in the national stage, except for Monday night football or Thursday night football. That's the only primetime games they'll get. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, yeah, like I think the other primetime game the Jets have or the only other one they have this year is against the Ravens on December. Which, funny enough, is my birthday. <laughs> oh, is it that, that that's a Thursday night? That's on your birthday, though, right? Yep. 
They, maybe the Jets could give you a birthday present then, but maybe not because of how good Baltimore is. Yeah, it's a road game for them, so. It's going to be tough playing in Baltimore. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And now let's talk about this one right here. The Saints taking on the Jags, and the, it's the Teddy Bridgewater hype train versus the Gardner Midju hype train. But I'm going to go with the Saints in this one, and that's going to be a lock for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's like I like how the I like the Jaguars. They're playing like inspired football. They're being competitive. But yeah, I totally agree. I think the Saints are going to win. It's interesting. Like the Saints are playing very, very well right now. I mean, like all parts of the team, the defense, special teams, offense, everyone's doing well. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I got them winning. Absolutely. So now let's talk about this pick right here. That one is an upset pick. I have between the Seattle Seahawks and the Cleveland Browns, Russell Wilson versus Baker Mayfield. This is going to be a good game, good offensive game. But in the end, even though Seattle's not that good on the road, I'm going with an upset pick with the Cleveland Browns. You know, it's interesting. I have the Browns winning this game as well because, like you mentioned, like for some reason, like, if, well, if you remember earlier this year when they played the Steelers, the Seahawks probably lose that game if Ben Roethlisberger doesn't get hurt. So they're traveling to the East Coast again to play the Browns. I just think, considering the fact that the Browns got absolutely humiliated on Monday Night Football, they're gonna they're gonna bounce back and they're gonna try and win win this game. Because if you really think about it, for the Browns, obviously, I mean, technically you can argue every game is a must win. But this is a big game for them. They have to win this game because if they lose this game, they're going to fall uh, below 500. So they don't want to go to two and four. I think they're going to want to keep pace with the Ravens in the division. So this game's going to get them to 500, and that's what they're going to want to keep pace. All right. So now let's, t- the, let's talk about this next game right here, and I think this one is another lock for me. The Baltimore Ravens beating the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Bengals, I don't know when they're going to get their first win. I think what they need the, the Bengals need to do is they need to get A.J. Green back. But I'm hearing A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert could be traded at the NFL trade deadline, and I pick if they were to be traded, I think both of them will be a, a members of the New England Patriots. Yeah, what's interesting is if I'm the Bengals, I would trade A.J. Green only because they're a team that's rebuilding. So they should look to accumulate as many draft picks as possible because they're not going to be good for at least another year or two. Um, and holding on to a guy like A.J. Green, who's, who's in his 30s now, I believe, or he's approaching his 30s, doesn't really make sense. You're better off trading him now, getting the most you can for him, and then eventually down the line, um, those draft picks that you get for him could potentially contribute to the team. But yeah, I would. The only issue though is he is coming off an injury, so I don't know how much they can get for him. But if a team offers a first round pick, which I don't think they would, just because of the age and the fact that he's coming off an injury. But if a team offers a first round pick for AJ Green right now, I would do it in a heartbeat. All right, absolutely. So now let's go on to the late games here. Let's start off with the Rams and 49ers. And I'm going to say that the Rams are going to bounce back from their two losses and beat uh, beat SF because I think the Rams are still the kings of the NFC West, even though that division is, is tough, but a fun division to talk about. 
It's interesting. I, I actually, I remember when we did our preseason picks, I was really high on the Niners this year. And so far, they've been playing very well. Um, even though there are some things in, the, in that Browns game, I feel a lot of the reason why they won that Browns game was it was Monday night at home. They were coming off a bye. And just from a matchup standpoint, they matched up well against the Browns. But it's interesting, as far as their game this week against the Rams, I actually think the Rams are going to win this week because they're playing at home. I think, like you said, Rams are going to look to avenge their loss last week against the Seahawks. I think I, I like the Rams at home this week. I, I think I think the Rams are going to are going to start winning a lot of ball games coming up with their schedule being a little bit easy. But I think this is this is going to be quite a challenge with high flying offenses. But I think these defenses are going to get tired. Yeah, I mean it should be a high scoring affair because you have two good offensive teams. But I think either way, the the Rams are going to win. They're going to look to bounce back. I think considering that they had that extra three days to prepare as well for a Thursday since they had a Thursday night game, I think they're going to be ready. Yeah, absolutely. Now let's talk about next is the Denver Broncos going up against the Tennessee Titans. So. Good, uh, convincing win for the Broncos last week over the Chargers. I felt like that with with the Broncos winning there, they this could be this could be a turning point in their season. But I highly doubt it because they still have a brutal schedule. So I think Tennessee is going to come away with a victory. Yeah, I mean, the Titans are also a weird team, um, considering like they lost last week at home to the Bills. Now the Bills are a good team, but I agree. I think that the Texans will win this week. Or excuse me, the Titans will win this week. They're the better team. The Broncos, even though they beat the Chargers on the road last week, I still think Tennessee's better. Um, I think that was one of those where they kind of matched up well against the Chargers. The Chargers have a good offensive line. And the Chargers just made way too many mistakes last week. But yeah, I think Tennessee, they have the better team. Broncos aren't really good. I think they win. You mean Tennessee wins? Yep. All right. So now we already talked about the Jets-Cowboys game right now. So let's go on to the Sunday night football game between the uh, Chargers and Steelers. But the thing is, this is going to be different. No Mason Rudolph because of a concussion. And no Ben Roethlisberger. And then you still have Phillip Rivers going up against the young Pittsburgh quarterback. But the Steelers are off to a 1-4 and four start, which is un- which is rare. But with that being said, I think San- I think the Los Angeles Chargers come out on top and get their season back on track. I just felt like they should have beat the Broncos last week. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It was just an overall bad game for the Chargers. I think they will bounce back this week, though, being at home. I think they beat the Steelers, who are going to be shorthanded, obviously. You're going to have a young quarterback playing. I think that they're going to win at home. Absolutely. So, with that being said, uh, now let's talk about the Monday night game. The Detroit Lions taking on the Green Bay Packers. Battle for first place in the NFC North, but obviously that's a lock for me that the Green Bay Packers are going to get off to a 5-1 and one start. And like I said, as long as Aaron Rodgers is healthy, the Green Bay Packers own the NFC North. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think Green Bay is going to win being at home. But that it's interesting. This game is going to be a lot more competitive than people think. And I'm sure, like, when the schedule re- re- got released in the offseason, this wasn't a game that most people were looking forward to. But now, you know, the Lions have really surprised people this season. Um, you can argue if, if, if a couple of plays went their way, they'd probably be undefeated right now. So, but yeah, this this game definitely seems like it's going to be very exciting. I look forward to seeing it, but I think Green Bay wins because they're at home. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting as well. So, I think that uh, I I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a very a good game. So, with that being said, let's go on to our Thursday night Week Seven preview before we end this. So, let's take a look at at who's playing which and who do you have winning and why for next week and who do you have winning the Thursday night game next week. Yeah. Uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, forget it. It's the chiefs and the Broncos. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think the chiefs are going to win that game. Uh, It's going to be a short week for both teams, but I think the chiefs are going to win. They're the better team. Um, and, yeah, the Broncos just aren't really good right now. So, yeah, I, I like the Chiefs. I'm going to say that the Broncos, at times, they have played tough against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it's a good rivalry, one of the best in the original rivalries in the AFC West. And I'm going to say the Chiefs are going to win, win it in the close one. I think it's going to be a game-winning touchdown pass from Mahomes. And I think Patrick Mahomes, I could tell by the way he plays, he loves playing in the Mile High City in Denver because – he loves throwing that deep ball, and I, and I know Patrick Mahomes is a deep ball quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he, he can do it all. He can make all the throws. But um, I actually think in that game – well, it's interesting with, with Mahomes. Yes, the Chiefs do like to throw the ball down the field, but I think the, they're at their best when they're attacking the short to intermediate parts of the field, when they're calling plays where they either get the ball at Travis Kelsey – Guys like Tyree Kill, Deshaun McCoy that are good after the catch, I think that's when they're at their best. But obviously having that threat of being able to throw it over the top is also a huge plus. And they can do it. I just feel like that's something that no team can do consistently just because, especially when you don't have a great offensive line, it's very difficult to just consistently throw the ball down the field. But, yeah, overall I think that um, they should win the game easily against the Broncos. All right, so so that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to end the show. So, Abdullah, we'll talk to you next Friday. All right, Lorenzo, take care.